Welcome to Keystone Education Radio, the podcast for all things focused on education in Pennsylvania. Now here's your host, Annette Stevenson. The York Suburban Education Foundation is an independent nonprofit organization that provides funding for innovative programs that enhance the educational experience and foster academic excellence for York Suburban School District students. In 2015, YSEF and a group of student volunteers launched the Impact Foundation. The Impact Foundation, which is a student-led committee of YSEF, allows students to help other students in their district excel in their educational careers by meeting their basic needs through philanthropic compassion. Today we will hear more about the work of the Impact Foundation and how it has served the York suburban community, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. We are joined today by numerous panelists for this discussion. Welcome Sarah Reinecker. You are the York Suburban Education Foundation immediate past chair and founding member. Welcome Sarah. Thank you so much for having us. Also with us, Gina Trimmer, chairman of the Impact Foundation and York Suburban Education Foundation board member. Welcome Gina. Thank you, I'm honored to be a part of this podcast. Also, uh, Janelle Rice, Impact Foundation president and a high school senior. Welcome, Janelle. Thank you for having us. Leona Strine, Impact Foundation vice president and a high school junior. Thanks for joining us, Leona. Thanks for having us. Chrissy Sprankle, Impact Foundation treasurer and a high school senior. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> Thanks, Chrissy. And last but certainly not least, Marcella Roll, Impact Foundation board member and a high school freshman. Thank you. So thanks for all of you joining us to talk about this. This is gonna be a great discussion. So let's start with kind of the beginning. What was the motivation behind creating the Impact Foundation? Uh, thanks, Annette. This is Sarah. Uh, I think I can easily uh, tackle that in about, I, I could talk forever <laughs> because it's been such a wonderful journey, but I'll, I'll wrap it up in about a minute to say that the Education Foundation, the York Suburban Education Foundation was formed in 2008. And in 2015, we'd really seen as an organization working alongside the York Suburban School District, an increase in the percentage of economically disadvantaged students. Uh, to give you a frame of reference, in about 2008, the number was teetering around 12 to 15% of economically disadvantaged students. And that's the actual state number that's reported to the state. Um, and now we're looking in 2020, it's nearing 40%. Uh, we wanted to explore at the Education Foundation how we could support and impact the social needs of our students. Up until that point, we were really um, focused on educational needs, meaning we give classroom grants to teachers. Um, but then we started looking at the growth and um, patterns that were manifesting in the school district, and we decided to um, do something about that. Um, and one of the things that we really wanted to do as part of that conversation is involve our students in the solution. So we formulated the Impact Foundation in 2015, and it became an official committee of the Education Foundation and added to our bylaws. And then we went from there to start developing the work. The goal was twofold from the beginning. Uh, we wanted to teach students how to take action and be involved in doing something uh, to impact the lives of their fellow students. And we also wanted to teach them about how to actually operate a nonprofit to be able to sustain that work over time. 
Um, so to date, we've raised over $85,000 in cash uh, and countless number of in-kind contributions that have sustained the work. And um, we put together an organizational structure. I'm going to actually punt it over to Gina to talk a little bit more about the organizational structure that we put in place. Yeah, great. Thanks, Sarah. Um, so we've taken that organizational structure and kind of mimicked it on a, a typical board that um, is in a nonprofit organization. So we do have an executive board that consists of our president, VP, treasurer, secretary, and marketing, as well as now we have um, up, we have almost close to 30 board members. Actually, we just did a nice recruiting um, and we have 46 students on the Impact Foundation. Um, to just give you an idea as far as what these students do, they meet every month in a, a, a flex schedule during their school day, and we have a formal board meeting that they go over all of their different um, committees and different operations that they've done in the different uh, impact closets. The organization, uh, to just give you an idea as far as how it operates, it costs us about $6,000 annually to operate our Food for Thought program, and that's the backpack program that we will get into in a little bit, as well as the impact closets. It costs about $1,000 a year to operate. And just to kind of, uh, again, give you another idea, we're very reliant on those in-kind donations that we get from numerous people within our community. And those things vary from mattresses to lawnmowers to um, dressers and grills. We have all kinds of wonderful stories that we'll be able to tell you throughout this podcast about the different impacts with some of those items that we've made on families. One other thing, Annette, that I'd like to add is we've really developed core values over time with the students. And um, it's these base values that I think have sustained the program so successfully as we've grown it over the past five years. Um, our goal from the beginning, and it still remains, and now in COVID, what we're calling COVID times, it really has um, manifested itself to a reliability on our original goals, which was building sustainable relationships with our families and really the ability to impact families one family at a time is because we have the ability to, uh, to sustain and build relationships. And then we also build collaborations throughout the community. We really want to build on what's already there and latch on to um, organizations that are already doing amazing work. I think one thing that we recognized when we did a feasibility study back in 2015 that was clear to us, the teachers and administrators in the district have been doing this stuff for years. I mean, they're reaching into their own individual pockets to help um, with the, some of the uh, extenuating circumstances and needs of their students. But as we uh, demonstrated, the increase in the economically disadvantaged population um, it started to become, you know, you can't do that forever, especially when your uh, needs are increasing in the student population. So we, we formed ourselves to be an add-on and a help to what the teachers and administrators and the school district have been already doing for years before us. So you mentioned, you know, clearly foundations are important and essential to school communities um, ongoing, but you mentioned the COVID-19 pandemic as an impact point. And School districts, I think, have, I think it's been brought even to, into clearer light that school districts are really at the center of communities, 
providing essential resources that go well beyond educational experiences to students. So is there more you can tell us? How is the foundation working with high school age children to impact the families in the community? Uh, so for the Impact Foundation, like overall, uh, we have not had much access during COVID times to our pantry and helping in there. So we've had to help in other places. So such as like donating to the pantry, uh, making craft bags of supplies we have in our house to provide for these families and sewing masks and making feminine hygiene bags and birthday boxes. Um, um, at times we were allowed in the closet, oh, in the pantry now. So we helped organize it in times. We've also donated uh, books and balls that kids can play with when they come to like pick up their things to help really establish those relationships. And we've also wrote tons of thank you cards to people who've donated to us. But this is um, a two-way street. So um, high school students might have to provide for their families. So we've adjusted our operations so that students can provide and take things home. So because um, during our weekend backpack program, they can only, um, when we provide to Valley View and Indian Rock, which is our two elementary schools, um, they can only carry like one to three pounds of food. But with high school students, they can carry more things um, because they're bigger. So we really try to focus on like that and having high school students provide to their families and establishing relationships with those students so they're comfortable coming to our pantry, which is an issue we've been seeing. So um, our social worker, Ms. King, has really helped us establish those relationships with those high school students and directing those students to us and making them feel comfortable. Also during COVID times, we made a COVID-19 website and um, we helped to make it more accessible to people by translating the website. So um, a senior that just graduated translated the whole website into Spanish with our Spanish teacher, uh, Senora Kinnaman, um, which has really helped us. Uh, we even have a story for that. Um, this one mother called Miss um, Reiniger and Miss Trimmer and she spoke no English whatsoever. So we called Harrison and which is the student that translated it. And Harrison was able to take the order and everything and make the mother feel comfortable. So when Miss Reiniger came to deliver it, even though they never met nor barely talked to each other, like she felt comfortable being around Miss Reiniger and delivering this stuff to them. That's great. So overcoming the language barrier there. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So Marcella, you are the only freshman of the group. As a freshman, you're brand new to the Impact Foundation. There's many extracurricular opportunities available to you in high school. What made you interested in becoming involved in this particular organization? Um, when I was granted the opportunity to be a part of this organization, I noticed that I had prior knowledge of the Impact Foundation's influence in our community. I have many friends who've benefited from the organization. For instance, one of my peers was going through some difficult financial struggles and they could not afford to feed their entire family. The family had many people who they needed to provide for, as well as many households to manage. And I would often see the student dozing off during classes due to lack of nutrition, which made me feel very dismal when I knew the student wasn't able to reach their full potential because of unfortunate circumstances. I then proceeded to search tirelessly for different resources that could aid the family during this difficult time. 
And that was my first encounter with the foundation. The Food for Thought program left a tremendous impression on the family. And I could see the student's growth as a student and an individual. That's awesome. What a great testimony. So you've already talked a bit about the food pantry and kind of some of the transitioning, you know, that's had to occur. How is the food delivered? Is there a curbside pickup? You know, what does some of that transition look like? Are the students able to come themselves? You mentioned the weight that they can carry, but how does that backpack program work during pandemic and school closures and things like that? Um, I can speak to that, and then I'm in a, I, um, and mostly it's Gina and I that need to speak to this uh, specific question only because the students have been uh, not being able to be in the pantry like right. Leona had mentioned. So we've set up a system that it is curbside pickup. We literally um, come out of the, um, it's only adults that are operating it now, and we, we take orders online, and so they're customized boxes, and they're inclusive of both food and toiletry items, and we've also added some other items that I'm going to let some of the other students talk about um, as a result of being in this pandemic. And we just um, put the uh, items out on a table that we have set out. And so then the family members can come after we've gone back into the building and take them and put them in their, their cars. We have been able to really establish relationships though by distance speaking. And um, it really has made a big difference in terms of the relationships over time. And um, you know, some of the ancillary benefits that have come beyond serving families for food, as an example, this past week, I just had a family who um, called me late at night on Wednesday because her young son, who's only coming out of first grade, had an abscessed tooth and was in a lot of pain. Mm. They're a family that are not from America, so they're not um, as versed in the American healthcare system. And we were able to connect them with dental resources to help take care of that problem. So mm. you can see the type of relationships that we're building um, well beyond just providing food in a food pantry. Um, I'm going to look to some of the other students. Speak up, you guys, in terms of giving some examples of, you know, what types of products we've added as a result of COVID. Um, so we've added um, diapers, for example, and baby wipes. Just things that we normally wouldn't have because we're geared toward, like, K through 12, not, like, younger kids. So... We've added uh, diapers and wipes and baby formula. Yeah, that's mainly what we've added so far mm -hmm. that goes beyond. That's a really good um, framework, Leona, that we've added beyond, you know, younger than kindergarten, which is traditionally what the school district services. Great. So as schools are contemplating reopening in the fall, which is what we're hearing a lot about, and we're not sure what that reopening is going to look like yet, but how does YSF Foundation plan to assist students as they do return to the school building or in whatever kind of hybrid scenario that may, that may become? How will students be assisted in that? Well, um, a lot of it is we're working it with um, York Storm School District to discuss how they plan on reopening, and we tend to follow what their guidelines are. So a lot of it is still um, up in the air, but we know some things we definitely are gonna have to alter, such as um, our food for thought distribution. We would tend to drop them off the schools and hand pack them with all of us in the room. And we know that we're gonna have to alter how 
we distribute them now. Impact Foundation only operates our Valley View and Indian Rock um, backpack program. And we have other partners that help with the other schools. So we're, we know we're going to have to start communicating to see how they plan on um, continuing with the Food for Thought programs. We're also, we don't tend, like during the school year, we don't make new events. We try to build off of new events and that's how we get a lot of our resources. So we know now that we're going to have to start thinking of other ways and get creative with how we're getting the different needs that our community needs. Great. So it sounds like you've already started thinking ahead quite a lot there. And that kind of leads into maybe the overarching strategy. So will any of YSAF's overall initiatives or objectives change in the fall? Would you envision that any of sort of your overarching strategy changing in response to the pandemic? Well, similar to the rest of the country, we're going to have to adjust our operations. So things will look a little different. Um, I've been running our school supply program and that program is just we provide school supplies for students based on the supply list that their teacher provides so that every student can go to school um, however that looks like prepared with all of the supplies they need so that they aren't left out of that excitement of new school supplies and their new teacher and friends so unlike previous years I've been doing a lot of the work just with my own family because we can't really be around all of the other members right now and so I'll be working with a smaller committee to pack those once we get around to that and then the distribution I'm sure will look a little different and we are preparing to help more students just because um, the economic burden that this pandemic is having on a lot of families we're preparing to provide things for more students than we have in the past. Yeah I imagine that's going to be needed. Chrissy, I think this is a great opportunity for you to talk about um, Luther Memorial. So one of the things that has been really vital to all of our operations um, has been our partnership with the Luther Memorial Church. Oh. Um, they're right next to our school, which is super convenient for us. And we started that partnership in January 2017. Our Impact Foundation board met with Pastor Laura Haupt about using their space to run our Food for Thought program. And over the past few years, our partnership has just continued to grow and especially exponentially since the pandemic has started because um, during COVID, they've let us use a lot of extra rooms and spaces since they aren't utilizing them. Mm. Um, so that's actually, we've taken over their preschool room for the school supply operation because we don't have access to the schools. So that's provided me the space to store everything, take inventory and all of that kind of stuff. And then another space that's been really valuable is they've let us use their refrigerators and um, freezers, which has been extremely important as we convert to a food pantry. So that's been extremely important and we're so thankful for their generosity. And as things start to open up and we transition back into normal everyday life, we want to remain a food pantry. So we received a $13,000 grant from the State Department of Environmental Protection to purchase a commercial fridge and freezer for our room that we have all the time. And the Luther Memorial Church volunteers have already helped us work out the electricity situation. So we're all good to go once things get back up and started. Um, their generosity has been and always will be extremely vital to all of our programs. What a great relationship and partnership. 
and so handy nearby too. So you talked about kind of a challenge within that story actually, but what are some of the biggest challenges uh, the Impact Foundation has faced, not necessarily related to COVID-19, just sort of challenges faced since its inception? And then if you can, let us know how the foundation dealt with those hurdles. If I may, um, I, in, since I've been in, involved with YSEF and the Impact Foundation, one of our biggest struggles is just getting the awareness and the education out to the families that we're here for them, that we want to help, and we've got a community who can help those in need. And, you know, there's always some good things that come out of the bad. And in today's world, what we're finding is out of this, we are having that awareness um, that people are finding out about us. As one of the girls mentioned earlier, we used to serve um, only a small portion of um, families with the backpacks, where now we have served over 90 families. And it's not just a child who's getting a backpack to take home, it's the entire family that is getting a, a full carload of items for their whole family for the entire week. So um, I think that has been one of our biggest, my what I feel as my biggest struggle in trying to help as a board member. And I feel like we're starting to overcome that. That's great. How about anybody else? Any other challenges that you've encountered? Well, I can, I can actually say, I think this is a challenge that was in adults' minds, but then the kids figured it out for us, uh, honestly. In the beginning of this, one of the biggest challenges that the adult advisors thought we were going to have is the constant transition year after year of the actual Impact Foundation group itself. And we were really worried about that. We didn't... Un we, didn't, we couldn't really get our heads around um, how the sustainability would be affected over time because of that. Um, but the kids, and you know, they're really used to it. And, and uh, I'm going to turn it off to the president of the Impact Foundation, Janelle, to talk a little bit more about the recruitment process and some, some um, pieces of the puzzle they put in place to help with that. Um, so in the past years, we have mostly like used students that just want to sign up and we found that we had a lot of students have interest but they're also involved in a lot of other things so we want more students that we wouldn't typically see in the organization so before covid um we set up so we would go to the middle school and high school and have assemblies to um raise awareness about like what our organization does and obviously we cannot have a hundred students in a room listening to us talk now. Mm -hmm. So instead we used um, TikTok, the music video app. Mm -hmm. And um, we did that to help reach out because we know a lot of students our age are very into TikTok. So we did that to let everyone know that we were having a Zoom meeting, like information session about what Impact Foundation was. And we also used Instagram and Facebook to also raise awareness about that. And that way we had a Zoom meeting um, with Marcelo was there. Um, and we, us, uh, myself, Chrissy, and a few other board members, we were able to help and discuss what exactly we do. And because of that, we gained a lot of new members and it made it a lot easier than we thought it was gonna be. And it wasn't necessarily like they could ask us questions and we, were, we could be upfront with them and tell them exactly 
what the organization does instead of thinking they know what it is and thinking they may not be involved, want to be involved. Instead, they had a very clear exactly what we were doing. And then we also now were able to tell them what we're doing during COVID-19 and just show how they're probably when, if they do decide to join, they'll probably also be taking place in that um, helping with that because that's ultimately what the time we live in. And, you know, um, I think one of the fun things for me to see, because I've been involved in this from the beginning is um, from 2015 to 2020, the students' creativity in terms of recruitment and interaction with one another and building their own relationships, uh, two things. One is the actual students involved in the Impact Foundation has grown from 12 students the first year to now 45, and that's been consistent over the past couple of years. But the other thing that became clear to us when we launched into what we're calling COVID times is it was so clear that the ability for us to launch the effort that we did to transition literally within four days, transition a food backpack room to a full-fledged food pantry, um, was because of the 120 students that had become before this year's group. And um, the you know four additional advisors that had been help to build the organization from the beginning. And it was so clear that the teamwork that's involved over time to create a sustainable model um, so that when you're faced with such stressful, you know, a stressful situation, it's those organizations that can stand up and, and, and really do it and have a huge impact. Um, and it really is a testament to the strength of the students and at each step of the way, um, how we had to build the program that got us to today to be able to react the way we did uh, and transition to be able to help families during this very, you know, worldwide stressful time. Yeah. So in conclusion, this is aimed at the students. What has been the biggest uh, reward or your favorite part about your involvement in the Impact Foundation? Um, I think the biggest thing for me was seeing the different variety of socioeconomic standings in our community and just in our school district. It really shows you how to be grateful for what you have and learn of the other people that aren't in the same situations as you. And you see the other things that you have are sometimes considered almost luxuries for other people and you don't ever think about it and getting to um, reflect on that is really important and it also helped to give me a lot of new opportunities like um, part of that was getting to write a grant with um, two seniors that just graduated Maya Carney and Rachel Ludwig to the Harley Davidson Corporate Foundation and um, Sue Bowman who helps write a lot of our grants um, took us through each step of this and in the end we were able to um, have a grant of two thousand dollars to help with the general operations of the food, food insecure program so I think overall it just helped it really made me grateful for everything I have and also really gave me a lot of new opportunities that I don't think I would have in any other organization. Great. Anybody else? Rewards or best part about being involved? Um, just to add on to what Janelle said, I know that within Impact Foundation, I've grown so much both as a person and as a leader. I've learned so many important skills that I'll carry into my future, like public speaking and giving professional presentations. I know 
when I was a freshman, I would have never done something like this. So that tells you how much I've learned and how much I've grown through over these past three years. Um, and I've also learned a lot about working within um, a board. And just one example of the skills that these that we're learning in this organization has both on us and the organization is in 2018, our board presented to our original startup donor, the York County Community Foundation. They gave us $5,000 in 2015 to build out our six impact closets. Um, so we wanted to update them on how we're doing now. Um, and within that presentation, one of their members was so impressed by our student presenters and their, their ability to convey information that his company actually gave us another $5,000 grant on top of that. So not only are the skills that we're learning in Impact Foundation important to us, but they're also just very effective for the organization as a whole. Wow, that's great. How about you, Leona? Anything that you stands out to you? For me, it's just helping others and like building those relationships with others and seeing how they've grown over the years. Um, when I was in middle school, we just developed our middle school program and just building those relationships with students and then coming into the Impact Foundation and just seeing them grow even more is just amazing. Yeah. And Marcella, how about you? you I'm assuming you plan to continue on through the remainder of your high school years. Yes. I mean, I'm brand new to the organization, so I have no experience. Yeah. But I'm hoping that I'll learn how to help others and know how to, I guess, care and be grateful for what you have. And it sounds like you're going to have lots of great experience from what the others have expressed. Well, I want to thank each of you for uh, being part of our podcast today. This has been such a great conversation, and I hope that it will inspire other school districts to take a look at how their foundations might be able to involve students. Thank, thank you to each of you. Thank you, Annette. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You're absolutely welcome. Thank you. Such great insights from the students, too. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Keystone Education Radio is a production of the Pennsylvania School Boards Association. This episode is brought to you in part by LifeTouch and the Rashini Group. Go to our website at keyedradio.org for more information on today's discussion, along with access to past episodes on ranging education topics. Follow Keystone Education Radio and PSBA on social media, and don't forget to look for new episodes every other Tuesday. This is Annette Stevenson saying thanks for listening to Keystone Education Radio. The views and opinions expressed on the Keystone Education Radio podcast are solely the views and opinions of our guests and do not reflect the views and opinions of the Pennsylvania School Boards Association. Thank you.